Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Dear Frontier Airlines, f*** you. So, a man is flying with his 25-month-year-old daughter. Two years and one month old. They get on the plane, and the daughter, who he has a seat for, won't. She doesn't want to freak out, and she's scared, so she sits on his lap. The flight attendant says, oh yeah, no, uh, she's over two years old, and she's got to sit in her own seat. Well, uh, and look, uh, this is uh, our first time traveling. She's a little bit nervous, and uh, he couldn't get his daughter back in this seat. She wanted to sit on his lap. And I'm just trying to comfort her, he said to the attendant. The flight, already taxiing out to the runway from the gate, returned to the gate after the confrontation. The father and daughter were then forced off the plane. Frontier Airlines, caring and loving, of course, released a statement. It is an FAA requirement that all passengers over the age of 24 months must be buckled into their own seat for takeoff and landing. The parent refused to comply and therefore was asked to exit the aircraft with the child. Well, then he bought another flight from Delta where they said, uh, Rihanna sat with him the entire time. Uh, He's acknowledged that there is a policy but was hoping Frontier would be flexible like the others. I did not think it needed to be that far. I mean, arrest for what? The, the attendant said, uh, you will be arrested. <laughs> uh, you're flying from Atlanta to Orlando. What is that? An hour flight? Maybe two tops? What does it take to get to uh, Orlando from Atlanta? I'm sorry, it's not an hour tops. It's an hour and one minute in the air. Minute 23 between uh, taxiing and landing. (laughs) And you're going to have a nightmare with the kid. I know, I know, it's the rules. But you have a flight attendant that is being a, a, you know, well, let's use the right word, a bitch. Whether it's a male or female flight attendant. And then uh, Frontier just backs it up and says, not even an apology. Sorry it ended this way. Just that, hey, that's the requirement and you didn't comply, so get over it. I mean, I just want to say to Frontier Airlines, f*** you. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. some good news coming from Sesame Place, Philadelphia. They have announced a company review and pledged to have all employees complete mandatory bias training after a viral video appeared to show prejudice against the two young black girls. Remembering we're still in uh, the big lawsuit, the civil lawsuit of $25 million. Uh, After those allegations emerged, a Maryland man filed a federal lawsuit in Pennsylvania against uh, Sesame Place Philadelphia's parent company, SeaWorld Parks and Entertainment, alleging several characters intentionally refused to engage with his child and ignored black guests. So, Sesame Place is uh, under fire. 
And we find out that Rosita, the character who was the in the forefront of this original lawsuit that wouldn't high-five the uh, two little girls, the two little black girls, uh, removes all traces of Rosita. Gone. Have a nice day. The attractions and restaurants attributed to Rosita character have reportedly been closed. Oh, okay. Uh... <laughs> Uh, the Muppet has been canceled. <laughs> now, the original lawsuit, the $25 million lawsuit, they claimed that they had 25 or 30 more families uh, coming forward. So, Rosita, a bilingual Sesame Street character, is being erased from the theme park in Philadelphia. So, that's good. Right, everything's going to work out and they're going to pay the family $25 million. Hopefully the one girl will be able to come out of the house and not be uh, so depressed and uh, everything will be fine. Right? Right. You know, maybe the person who was playing Rosita can go be a plus-size model. Well, you know, they can get a new gig as a, as a you know, a fat model. <laughs> so apparently uh, the plus size models are big and uh, oh thank you you can you can quote me on that plus size models are big uh, they are contributing to a new trend in plastic surgery more people undergoing butt lifts and breast implants plastic surgeons uh, see an increased interest in procedures including breast and buttock augmentations that embrace a curvaceous Plus size body type. Oh, okay, great. Butt lifts are currently the fastest growing cosmetic surgery in the world. And we've talked about them before. We've talked about the rehab centers that you go to. Uh, what's her face? The wife of Hank Williams Jr. died after another plastic surgery operation. 61,837 carried out last year in the U.S. alone. Wow. So they take some fat from one part of the body and inject it into the bottom. I will say this, uh, I am willing, and this is just, I'm going out on a limb here. <laughs> I'm willing to sell some of my fat that if you want to put it in your rear end, I'm here for you. <laughs> uh, email me chewing the fat at the blaze.com. Uh, or you can reach out to me on Twitter at JeffyJFR, Facebook or Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio, and we can uh, we can talk. We can talk uh, how much my fat is worth for your ass, okay? <laughs> In fact, I believe, and this is, I don't know this yet, I have to go see a uh, medical professional, but I believe I can help more than one person. I know, I know it's weird, but I'm willing. I am ready and willing to help you. Uh, make your ass bigger. <laughs> I'm almost, I'm almost not joking. But I guess the uh, plus size models are still kind of pissed because they're not making as much money as the regular runway models. I know, weird. So, all right, whatever. Maybe, maybe it's because, I mean, we still have Hollywood fat shaming. Right? They don't hire fat people. Renee Zellweger is playing uh, what's-her-face Pam Hupp in a movie where she's played uh, you know, fat person. She had to don the fat suit. 
and we found we talked about Brendan Fraser, who's playing in a movie, uh, The Whale, right, where he gets to he's donning the fat suit, and so they don't want fat people playing fat people in Hollywood. So maybe we need to change that up a little bit. Then the plus size models will be making a you know a little bit more money. <laughs> so I'm here to help. I'm here to help if you want to become a plus size model or look like a plus size model reach out and i'm willing to give you some of my fat to make you fatter you're welcome and i'm thinking also about launching my own fragrance line uh sausage i see where johnny depp signed his new deal uh with dior for Savage. Remember they stopped airing him uh, when that first, uh, when Amber first went up against Johnny, filed her suit. Uh, Savage said, eh, we went ahead and pulled the ads just to, uh, we're going to stop airing the ads on TV when she first made her allegations. And then uh, now, after he scored the courtroom victory, uh, we're going to make a new deal. Uh, we're going to pay you seven figures. A multi-year deal for Johnny Depp with Savage. But I'm thinking about making my own uh, Chewing the Fat Sausage fragrance. Uh, you can let me know what you think about it. I haven't, I haven't developed, uh, I haven't worked on the exact uh, smell of fragrance yet for that particular cologne. But it's, uh, I can already see, you know, my ad. I'm, <laughs> I'm out digging a cook pit in the desert uh, to cook my sausage on because there's nothing I like more than smelling. Oh yeah. Sausage will have the fragrance of the smoke filled room from the cooking of sausage. And that's what you'll smell like. So I'm looking for, I've got ideas today. I have got ideas, money making ideas too, I think. So I'm going to sell my fat. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and sell you some uh, sausage fragrance. And I might, it might be time to bring Moo Moo's by Jeffy back again, too. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh, <sighs> that is good. <laughs> So I see it's over. Uh, Rupert Murdoch and Jerry Hall. I should have put this. <laughs> Who died today? Who died today? The marriage of Rupert Murdoch and Jerry Hall. Six years old. Dead. <laughs> so apparently, like she just wanted, she filed for divorce in uh, Los Angeles. They were married in the UK. Uh, they've been together for six years. Apparently, they, she was waiting for him in the UK, and uh, he sent her an email saying, "Yeah, I'm done." <laughs> That's a good email to get. Uh, there's nothing better than a "Yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm done with you." Email. Oh, okay, Rupert, no problem. So I guess I'm left here just waiting for you in the UK. Yeah, yeah, okay. So it'll be worth you know millions of dollars for her and. Jerry, they're going to settle the divorce. Uh, who knows how much she'll get, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, I'm sure they'll be fine, 
And I'm sure Jerry will still be able to live the life that she's become accustomed to. <laughs> oh, man. Congratulations. It's sad, though. I mean, anytime someone gets a divorce, it's sad, it's no matter who it is. But uh, they finalize their divorce and uh, they cite, you know, irreconcilable differences, of course. And so she alerted the court that she wanted it's been finalized and, you know, don't worry about it. We're done. Oh, all right. No problem. I'd like the divorce. Uh, the uh, document said the divorce should be dismissed without prejudice, uh, meaning that it could not be revived. All right. No problem. But they settled their breakup and they're going to remain good friends. So they just, uh, you know, maybe with the email was just a little bit harsh. <laughs> now you're waiting for me in the UK. Yeah. You know, I just, I can't make it and we're done. Send. Wow. I mean, that's, that's worth a few million in and of itself, man. <laughs> and they've got, I mean, they've got all kinds of, I mean, hello. They, they bought a, uh, some $12 million property in Oxfordshire. And then they bought another, then they spent, I don't know, 30 or 40 million, you know, restoring that. They've got a cattle ranch in Yellowstone. Uh, they've got shared properties held in a trust, a New York apartment, another ranch in California, a winery in LA, sheep and cattle in Australia, uh, there's, I mean, they've got an, a big apartment in London, so who knows what, uh, I'm sure though, I'm sure that Jerry will still, as I said, live the life that she's become accustomed to. So, uh, Rupert and Jerry Hall, Rupert Murdoch and Jerry Hall's marriage dead at the age of six. So I saw a post yesterday that, uh, talked about, uh, Burning Man is uh the post was from you know the burning man twitter account the man burns in 23 days the post was 24 days but that was yesterday so it'd be 23 days to, as of today and so uh black rock city august 28th through september 5th i have always wanted to go to burning man i mean it looks like it would be a freak show but it would be fun it would be fun it's returning to our desert home, and it's going to involve each and every one of us to get involved. Burning Man, Black Rock City, 2022, uh, August 28th through September 5th. I will for sure uh, tune in on the live stream when the man burns. I don't know what social media account I'll be using to watch the man burn. Maybe I'll just go to you know the burningman.org website and watch it there. Uh, I don't know if it'll be TikTok or Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. And I see that uh, uh, teens now are uh, using social media differently compared to 2015. Uh, you think? According to Pew's new survey, uh, about half of U.S. teens aged 13 to 17 say they're online almost constantly, up from 24% in 2015. Wow, doubled. Uh, the most popular platform for teens uh, isn't TikTok, YouTube, which 95% of the teens use. I can attest to that, although TikTok is right there. Uh, in 2015, the number one platform was Facebook. Oh, Facebook is, I mean, I should put that in who died today. Uh, like in 2015, 
were still using uh, Facebook. Today, more than half gone. 32%. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's why the Zuck is running scared. He's got to get Meta up and running, and they better find a way to attract the teens. And that's not live, that's not video, TikTok-ish videos on Instagram. That's getting people over to Facebook and Meta. And I don't know, it might be too late. <laughs> it might be too late, man. Over half, over half of them gone in six or seven years. Poof. That is, uh, that's not good. That is not good. Congratulations to Disney as they have dethroned Netflix, according to this story. Disney now has 221.1 million subscribers across their streaming platforms globally, putting it ahead of Netflix, which has 220.7 million. Wow, pretty close, man. Uh, Disney posted impressive subscriber growth the last quarter, adding 14.4 million to Disney Plus. And uh, amazingly, it announced price hikes across the streaming products. Oh, uh, in the U.S.? Yeah, in the U.S. Oh, that's good. But, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, okay, they, and they claim that the Disney parks uh, posted record revenue. So congratulations to Disney, bigger and stronger than ever. I see where Walmart has uh, been in talks with Paramount, Disney, and Comcast about including streaming in its membership service, Walmart Plus. Wow, that would be—I don't know—that'd be—that'd be all right. I mean, you know, look, you sign up for Walmart Plus, and you get—you get a—you know—you get a free Paramount, or you get free Disney, or free Comcast as part of your deal with Walmart Plus. That'll uh, be a good selling point, no question about it. And I see where uh, Amazon is launching a palm reading payment system. A Whole Foods store in California is going to be the first to deploy the technology. Uh, just, can we just, I mean, uh, we're going to start with the palm. I uh, just put the chip in, be done. All right, <laughs> uh, just give me the retina scan. Uh, you know, let me put my eye. Yeah, uh, let me get the retina scan. It's me. All right, let me in. Fine. And we'll be done. I mean, at least I will say this. I don't know that if someone wanted to use my account and it was a, between a retina scan and a palm scan, do I want them, if I if I have a hand cut off or I have an eyeball taken out, I'm not sure which is worse, but it could happen. Over an Amazon account? I don't know. I think I think you can have my hand. I'd rather have my eyeball. It could be just me, though. That's all. I was looking at new phones the other day, too, because I need one desperately. Uh, Samsung, and I, I'm a Samsung fan, uh, unveiled new foldable phones, which I saw the other day. I was at the store, uh, you know, a little browsing, a little little mobile phone browsing. And uh, the foldable phones and the smartwatches and the earbuds. I'm not, you know, I've got, I'm a Ray-Ban guy for earbuds, so I'm not really, I don't care too much about the Samsung earbuds. Uh, but they just had the big Galaxy Unpacked event and they showed off the new foldable phones. And in fact, we have a foldable phone in the house, which is not bad. Uh, it's kind of nice. My father-in-law has a new uh, new foldable from Samsung, which is pretty nice. Uh, I don't know that I want one, though. I, I My Samsung, uh, what the heck do I have? I think I have a 9 Plus now, an old 9 Plus. I mean, it's, it's, on, it's on a walker now. It's in a... <laughs> Chair. It's so old and I love it. But the crystal is cracked, all the hacks. See the original crack on my phone. I thought I had it, uh, the cover, you know, the screen cover, and I didn't. So 
you know, now I have the screen cover but the original crack, and now the crack is getting really bad, so I'm going to have to... <laughs> apparently, uh, you know, apparently when the screen cracks, it continues to crack. I know! Uh, you know, I didn't realize that, but I do now. <laughs> so I'm not sure what is the new, the new phone I'm going to be getting, but... There is going to be one coming to the new Chewing the Fat hand soon. And the thing is, is that what's good about the new phones is they're just cheap. I mean, they just practically give them away. Wait, they don't? Under the heading of uh, no big deal, uh, the IRS is hiring new special agents. Uh, requirements include working a minimum of 50 hours per week, it may include irregular hours, be on call 24-7, including holidays and weekends, and carry a firearm, and be willing to use deadly force if necessary. Even if you're looking for a gig, uh, major duties are going to adhere to the highest standards of conduct, especially in maintaining honesty and integrity. Work that minimum of 50 hours a week. Uh, you know, I've been being on call 24-7. Maintain a level of fitness necessary to effectively respond to life-threatening situations on the job. Carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force. Be willing and able to participate in arrests, execution of search warrants, and other dangerous assignments. No big deal. Then I see where uh, the Department of Justice charged a member of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps for allegedly trying to plot the assassination of John Bolton and President Trump's uh, former national security advisor, John Bolton. Ah, no big deal. Are we still talking to Iran, by the way, as part of the United States? I mean, is our president still dealing with Iran? Because this would lead me to believe that maybe we shouldn't be. Uh, they're trying to kill our leaders, but, you know, what do I know? No big deal. Also, I see where uh, in New Mexico, uh, the government said, hey, we're here to help. But then, yeah, no. <laughs> so the U.S. government that started the largest wildfire in New Mexico's recorded history uh, is now telling victims, uh, yeah, you know, you need to share in some of the recovery costs. Wait, what? Yeah, the U.S. Forest Service uh, lost control of two controlled burns in April, destroying 341,000 acres and 432 homes in northeastern New Mexico. President Biden claimed that the federal government would cover 100% of the cost, and we know he's not going to lie. But the disaster declaration ultimately only covered the cost of debris removal and emergency protective measures, leaving many victims uh, victims stuck with programs that require buy-in to rebuild their houses and other necessary infrastructure. Huh. So we got it. We got you covered 100%. Don't worry about it. Eh, well, no, not so fast. Not really. <laughs> no big deal. I see where the United States Postal Service, of which I should be in charge, by the way, I keep wanting to remind people that, uh, are saying that, uh, yeah, we're going to raise the price. Uh, you didn't think you were going to be paying the same price to mail packages on the up during the upcoming holiday season, did you? Yeah, no, because we're raising the price on that. No big deal. I see also uh, we're going to send another 
another billion dollars worth of military aid to Ukraine. Uh, the largest delivery of weapons since the war started. No big deal. And I see where we uh, still have uh, increases in groceries. I know that we had 0% inflation last month. Uh-huh. But grocery prices uh, in July had the largest price increase since 1979. Oh, is that it though? Yeah, that's it. Don't worry about it. No big deal. <laughs> I mean, I told you, we talked about gas prices. We got gas prices going down, but that's, uh, you know, regular. If you watch the diesel price, the diesel price has not gone down. What uses diesel? Uh, Could it be the delivery trucks that deliver our goods? Oh, I think it is. That's right. So those prices would still be going up. (laughs) And that's exactly what's happening. Uh, That's amazing. So I don't have to tell you, I mean, I go to the same grocery stores you guys go to and you see the prices of potatoes and eggs and meat and butter and coffee all, you know, skyrocketing with price increases. So, you know, it doesn't matter that, oh, it's coffee's only up 20% and potatoes only rose 4.6%. Oh, okay. Butter was only up uh, 26%. Uh, The percentages don't. I mean, I, obviously the percentages mean a lot, but you just, you see it. You see it when you walk down the aisles. If the product is in the store, uh, the price is going up. But 0% uh, inflation last month. Uh-huh. No big deal. And the EPA uh, announced that uh, as a result of an information collected collection request, that they conducted, they have found that there are 23 high-risk ethylene oxide sterilizer facilities. And when you, I mean, I see these ethylene ethylene oxide sterilizer facilities everywhere, uh, but they have a cancer risk rate of above the EPA's 100 in a million unacceptable risk rate. This includes a facility in Laredo, Texas, where Earth Justice, I love Earth Justice, have been working with local organization to address risk posed by the sterilizer facility near an elementary school. And uh, that's good. Ethylene oxide is a colorless, typically odorless, flammable gas that is used to make other chemicals, plastic, and to sterilize medical equipment. Ethylene oxide is also an aggressive carcinogen, and the facilities that manufacture it are typically found in low-income neighborhoods and communities of color. Well, we cannot have that. It's important and a welcome step to increasing transparency on the toxic air pollution health threats that sterilizer facilities pose to the health of millions of Americans. So, you know, Earth Justice, along with Stop Sturgenics Georgia, Rio Grande International, Study Center, Clean Power Lake County, and Union of Concerned Scientists applaud EPA's announcement and the transparency and look forward to continued collaboration in order to ensure the most protective standards for communities across the country. What are those communities, you may ask? The high-risk ethylene oxide sterilizer facilities. (laughs) Those 23 locations. 
So these are the sterilizers uh, where there are elevated risk at or above 100 million to nearby communities. Lakewood, Colorado, Groveland, Florida, Taunton, Massachusetts, Hanover, Maryland, Jessup, Maryland, Salisbury, Maryland, Jackson, Missouri, Columbus, Nebraska, Franklin, New Jersey, Linden, New Jersey, Ardmore, Oklahoma, Erie, Pennsylvania. I cannot think of Ardmore, Oklahoma without thinking of that stupid movie with Sissy Spacek from 19, I don't know, it was the 80s, sometime early 80s, called Raggedy Man. And in that movie... Uh, there's a scene where uh, one of the stars, what's his face, uh, Robert, Eric Roberts, uh, plays, and he comes in, and she's a telephone operator in Texas. Uh, it was in 1944 during the war, and uh, you know it's based on what happened during the war, and she's locked down and can't move, all that kind of stuff, which was a lie. But you know, anyway, and Sam Shepard is in it. And uh, R.G. Armstrong. So, I mean, it was fun. And Sissy Spacek, and it was just a stupid movie. But in that movie, Eric stops by the you know the phone house to make a phone call in the middle of the night, and he calls back to Oklahoma to see, talk to his girlfriend, and he finds out that his girlfriend is not uh, you know has married another guy since he's been off to war. And uh, he, he, the guy on the other end, Eric says, uh-huh, yeah, I know. People say he's a really good guy. Actually, people say that he's the sorriest son of a, in Ardmore, Oklahoma. <laughs> That's just me. This is a stupid line from a stupid movie, but it's Ardmore, Oklahoma. And that's what made me think of the stupid movie is mentioning Ardmore, Oklahoma, as one of the locations and names of sterilizers where there are elevated risks at or above 100 million in nearby communities. So Ardmore, Oklahoma, Erie, Pennsylvania, uh, Zelenpol, Pennsylvania. Is that Zelenpol? Zelenpol, Pennsylvania? I apologize. If, uh, you know, it, I'm sure that it's Zelen, Zelenpol, Zelenpol, Pennsylvania. It is not Amorphophallus, Pennsylvania. Uh, you've got uh, Ananasco, Puerto Rico, Fajardo, Puerto Rico, Salinas, Puerto Rico, Valalaba, Puerto Rico. It's not Valalaba, it's uh, Villalaba, Puerto Rico. Uh, New Tazewell, Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee, Athens, Texas, Laredo, Texas, Sandy, Utah, and Richmond, Virginia. So those are uh, those are bad places. You don't want to be there. There are high-risk facilities here in the United States and Puerto Rico. Uh, well, I guess Puerto Rico does count as the United States, doesn't it? Eh. And as we're recording today, we do have a couple of breaking news stories. Uh, one, two roller coaster trains crashed into each other at an amusement park, a Legoland amusement park in southern Germany, injuring at least 34 people, two of them severely. Wow. One roller coaster train braked heavily, and another train collided with it at the Legoland park in uh, Gwensburg, Germany, which is beautiful this time of year, man. You, That's where you want to be. Uh, <laughs> three helicopters deployed, fire and rescue services, and of course, it's not immediately clear how the crash could happen. Uh, they were on the same track. Uh, let me help you out a little bit. Uh, they weren't supposed to be on the same track, but they were. 
<laughs> uh, wow, that's terrible. Just terrible. And it got to be, I mean, first of all, you're scared. You want to be scared on the roller coaster. And then you're really scared for real on the roller coaster. Just terrible. Uh, you don't want that to happen to anyone. And there's a big shootout in Ohio. By the time you hear this, I believe you said and done. They've got some guy that they had a, was in a car chase. And then he shot up the FBI office. And then they've got him cornered in a field. So they'll bring him down soon. No reason. They don't know why yet. Uh, you know, I'm sure that they're going to try to blame that on uh, Donald Trump. But uh, we'll see. We shall see. And then I see where the Phoenix Police Department, as long as we're talking about crime, we might as well continue on. The Phoenix Police Department say that they've dismantled Mexican drug trafficking ring. They've indicted 14 members. Okay, cool. Uh, If that's true, uh, they announced that... uh, they have completely dismantled this Mexican drug trafficking organization that has been smuggling narcotics over the border into the United States. The Drug Enforcement Bureau uh, has seized large quantities of drugs, including fentanyl and methamphetamine, linked to the alleged drug ring since first launching its investigation in 2021. Investigators seized over 517,000 fentanyl pills, 130 pounds of meth, three ounces of cocaine, one ounce of fentanyl powder, 13 vehicles, 13 firearms, and over $135,000 in cash. That seems a little low. I feel like there should be more cash. I feel like perhaps there's more cash in the back of some drug enforcement bureau's automobile. Now, that's just me. I don't know that. I mean, maybe that's all the cash they had on hand. (laughs) Uh, You know, maybe... Maybe a couple people got away with a couple of bags of cash. But I just feel like when you've got 517,000 fentanyl pills, 130 pounds of meth, 3 ounces of cocaine, 1 ounce of fentanyl powder, 13 vehicles, 13 firearms, and I feel like that's a little low too, uh, and over, and you just have uh, 13 firearms and $135,000 in cash, I feel like that's not the entire Mexican cartel that's doing that. But, that's still good news. They got this stuff off the street. <laughs> and there's 14 members. So there's 14 members and they only got 13 firearms and 135000 in cash. I just feel like that's not right. But good news. That's good. That's good. They got this stuff off the street. Congratulations to Chief Roy Bermudez, uh, Nogales, Arizona Police Chief. Congratulations. I, yeah, I mean that. Congratulations. And I see a new study talking about crime, uh, nearly eight in 10 Americans, and you may be one of the eight, uh, that believe the U S has a two tiered justice system. Uh, the national issues survey of more than 1000 likely 2022 general election voters conducted between July 24th and July 28th by a Trafalgar group in partnership with Convention of States Action, uh, found that 79.3% of Americans believe that the United States has a two-tiered justice system with one set of laws for political insiders and another for average Americans. Notably, large majorities of both parties agreed with the idea. Uh, really? I don't know what could get you that. uh, I don't know what makes you think of that. The survey asked respondents, what is your opinion of the current state of the American justice system? Ah, there's two tiers. Uh, That's my my opinion. (laughs) 
11.6% of the respondents answered, uh, there's one system of justice with laws applied to all Americans equally. Yeah. 9.1% uh, of Americans, I don't know, were unsure uh, when asked. So, I mean, that's a tough one because we believe that this is the, you know, the American law justice system is equal. Everyone is equal under the law, right? And it does feel that that's the way it is. It's the American justice system. Everyone is equal. However, I think what's different in today's world is that uh, while there may not be a two-tiered justice system, there is a difference between who faces the justice system and who doesn't. That's a big difference. Uh, you know, and I don't know who comes to mind first, Hunter Biden, uh, that, uh, you know, he's never even faced the justice system. So is it, you know, if he were to face it, then, you know, he would probably go down. There'd be some bad things happening, but you got to get there first. So I don't know that that means that there's two tiers. Uh, that's a two tiered system. That's, but it is a bad system. Uh, when stuff like that happens, there's no question about that. Should we have town square again? and uh, stone everyone in town square and tar and feather people no i don't i don't think that should happen at all should we burn the witches who have all been exonerated now by the way uh you know should we burn the witches or throw them in the water no that shouldn't happen at all but uh people should face the justice system uh when they do wrong unless of course it's you know you or me so is it wrong of me to want Harry and Meghan's chickens to get eaten by a mountain lion? I don't know. If it is, then I, you know, I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> but you know what? I want it to happen. So apparently there's a mountain lion uh, roaming around Montecito in uh, the you know Harry and Meghan neighborhood of the houses of the hoity-toity. And uh, they were told that their flock of chickens, which they rescued, remember we saw the we saw the footage of their rescued chickens from the factory farm on Oprah when they interviewed were interviewed on Oprah, and we saw the Hair Archie's Chick Inn, and how they have their chickens all over. And I'm sure there's plenty of other animals throughout Montecito. All the hoity toits have their fancy animals and stuff, but. Uh, you know, and, and they talk about having other wild animals in that neck of the woods. And so they are telling uh, people to be careful. I mean, the executive director of the Montecito Association, who I love, Sharon Byrne, uh, we want, uh, we want people to have cameras and lights to secure their homes and secure their chicken coops and whatever, secure whatever, uh, other animals they may have, but chickens can be a, a fast, easy source of food for hunting animals, so they have to be safe and secure. Now, there's footage uh, from a neighbor, uh, you know, a few couple of miles away from Harry and Meghan, uh, where you see the mountain lion, you know, walking in the driveway. He's a big old boy, too, or a big old girl. And, uh, you know, he's just out, uh, you know, out hunting around, snooping around, looking for chickens. Man, do I want Harry and Meghan's chickens to be eaten by a mountain lion. I don't know why. I don't want anybody to get hurt. 
but I just want their chickens to be eaten by the mountain lion. That's just me. I want the story to be that, please. I know there's coyotes and bears and deers. Oh my. But, uh, you know, they claim that, look, we're in a drought. There's been fires and mudslides. So the animals are coming down and they're coming around and we've just got to be careful and we've got to take precautions during the night. Now, a mountain lion killed a human in California back in 2004. A uh, 35-year-old man was mauled to death at uh, the Whiting Ranch Regional Park in Orange County. There was a victim in Montecito area back in 1992. Now, this child was a nine-year-old boy, according to the story. I don't know if it means that he was a nine-year-old boy or if he was a nine-year-old boy, just a little baby. But the story says he was a nine-year-old boy. But he lived. He was, he had 50 puncture wounds and needed like 600 stitches. So, but he did live. So I'm guessing that he was a nine-year-old boy because I don't think a nine-year-old boy could have lasted with 50 puncture wounds and 600 stitches. But, you know, I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. However, I just want Harry and Meghan's chickens to be eaten by this mountain lion. I just want them to show up. Now, it's easy enough for Harry and Meghan to show up and, you know, say, here, little mountain lion, here, little mountain lion. Now, that might be a fun story, too. Harry and Meghan shoot the mountain lion. They would, I mean, that, that would not be them at all. <laughs> I mean, maybe they, maybe they shoot the mountain lion after he eats all their chickens. Maybe I could see that. Maybe. But I doubt it very much. So just they're going to lock everything down and put cameras up. And hopefully we'll see footage of the mountain lion eating Harry and Meghan's chickens in Montecito. That would be fun. Uh, I started with it, and I wanted to end with it. Frontier Airlines. Seriously. Fuck you. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.